Today on the Homeboys Podcast, we are talking about investing in small towns and why it is the place to be. We're going to talk about why it's the biggest growth sector in real estate today. We're going to talk about what makes it so affordable, yet still gets you such great returns. We're also going to talk about how the housing shortage specifically applies to these small towns. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the Homeboys. Kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys podcast. We got a very exciting episode for you today. We are live in Rockport, Indiana at the Raw Room. As always, I'm here with my delightful co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. I'm Clint Weatherill. Mr. Scotty, what's up? It's uh, really neat to be coming to you uh, all today from the Richard A. Weatherill Law Library. So we built this in in honor of uh, Clint's dad who who passed uh, a couple years ago. And this is uh, a neat little room within a, a building that we built in Clint's hometown. And this is a long-term hold project for us, restaurant, law firm, this li- law library. And how many units above? We have 12 units above. Uh, we also have some commercial space adjacent to us over here that's uh, an upcoming pizza restaurant. But, um, yeah, very uh, passionate uh, you know project for us. This is my hometown. This is... Something that I talked about, you know, prior to us jumping in was knew that there was a uh, housing and rental shortage in this town just because I know it so well. My dad was local attorney here for 40 years. My brother's taken over, you know, his law practice now. And, um, yeah, man, this feels pretty awesome. This room is uh, kind of a homage to uh, to my dad. Um, it was kind of mimicked after a um, – restaurant that he likes to like to frequent down in Panama City mm-hmm. um, so you know kind of got the idea for like these couches and um, everything in in here but uh, but yeah this has been a, a pretty uh, amazing learning experience and I've even brought you down here so many times I feel like I've gotten you to fall in love with the town yeah yeah every time I come here I always say um, you know this is how people are meant to live you know, when we go out to lunch, we uh, we literally can't walk five feet to our table without being stopped by someone saying hi. And it's just a neat, neat place to be. And it's it's not just unique to Rockport where we are. In fact, that's today's topic is talking about the investments in small town America and why the economists are so hot on that right now. You know, it's it's not just us saying it's not just us putting our hard-earned dollars in these small towns. There's a lot of smart people that are moving in this direction. So I brought, you know, the, I'm the country boy. I brought the yuppie city boy <laughs> down here, kind of, kind of sold him on it, and now he can't, he can't get enough of it. But um, we've, it's been a big learning experience for us too. You know, you took this leap of faith with me, with it being uh, my hometown, and. Um, you know, I kind of felt like I was selling you on it at first, but then, you know, you you and I both actually kind of learned a lot through this that the numbers still work, and we're seeing lots of housing shortages in smaller towns like this. We're going to get into it, um, you know, into the podcast, but we're investing more. Yeah. You know, well, I you never just- dreamed that we were going to come back, but we were just out at a lot that um that we're in the process of taking down we've already worked through everything with the city we're 
We're back, baby. Yeah, we're going to build some more down here. But uh, before we dive into that, you mentioned three things that we're going to go over today about why small town um, America is where we're putting our dollars and where our clients, um, most of our clients, that's where they want to be now. They're seeing the trend. And so um, small town America seems to be the biggest growth sector now. There's People can work wherever they want and live wherever they want. You know, it's a mobile world now. And so the rebirth of sm these smaller towns throughout the Midwest and the rest of the United States is here. It's also the number two reason that we're so hot on it. It's incredibly affordable for folks to live in these places compared to the cities. And not only is it affordable, but you can still get great returns on investment real estate in these markets. And then last, there's a housing shortage across the United States but it's even more extreme in these smaller markets because they were overlooked by all these uh, nationwide large builders. This, the large builders weren't coming to markets of, of anything under 75,000 people. And so there is a real, real big sector out there that we can take advantage of and our clients can be a part of in these smaller markets. I think it's important to mention, you know, we're not just saying, hey, go to a small town and build a 35,000 square foot, you know, mixed use building. Um, that's not what we're saying. You know, we're, we're saying that there's opportunity across all different facets of real estate investment within, you know, these small towns. It's not just, you know, um, commercial multifamily. Um, you know, in this particular town that we're in right now, um, we just met with one of the uh, largest realtors down here. There's not a single house for rent available in this entire town, not one. There, there's nothing. There's nothing to rent. Um, so, let that know, sink in. There's, small, there's, there's opportunities in, in 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 small towns. There's literally zero houses available for families to rent to live in. Zero. Zero. So we are going to be building um, 25 duplexes on phase one of of this project here in Rockport. Um, those are going to be available to our clients, and we're going to do a whole launch video. If you're interested in that, uh, reach out to us, and we can make sure you're on that mailing list so you can so you can um, see see this project. And um, there's zero pressure, but if you just want to follow along, the got home a lot boys, of cool drone shots today yeah. too. Like you know, it'll, it's it'll a neat highlight. project. Mm -hmm. If you even if you're not interested in purchasing anything, it's not in your your wheelhouse right now. Follow it. You might learn a lot. It's it's. We're or gonna, you might have a market close to you or somewhere that you know of yeah, that similar. you would say, "Hey, this is similar. Why don't yeah. I try something there?" You know. So we're we're gonna open the doors on this whole project and show everybody from start to finish how it works. It's a it's a passion project and it's a really neat property. So there there'll be some cool stuff that we're gonna do. But this isn't a sales podcast. We're not here to sell you on this stuff. So we're just telling you why we're passionate about these small towns and what we're doing. In them, we put our, our money where our mouth is. You know, we we operate. We don't just get on here and talk about what you should do. We do it ourselves. You know, we aren't gurus traveling around the country promising people the sky. No, we just do real estate. We open the doors. If you want to be a part of it, great. But um, hopefully, you'll learn something on this this upcoming project. But the growth sector that you mentioned for. That was a really good segue, by the way. Yeah. It's like Emmy-type winning material. Like <laughs> well, it's really true. We're passionate about it. You know, we believe well, we got, it. Well, we put our money where our mouth is. We're yeah. not, and we're not out there selling, hey, do you have 50000 at least 50000 in your Roth right. IRA or 401k? Give it to me. Right. Um, Join us if you want. If you don't, don't. I don't right. care. You know? Exactly. You know, I, I'll, I'd keep all of these properties. You know, I'd keep every single one. But, 
you know, we can't do that. Right. We just can't do that. But, you know, the, the growth of the, the amount of growth these small towns are experiencing is really interesting. It's new. It's a reversal of what we saw in the 1980s and 1990s, the death of the small town. It was, it was tough to see for anyone that really believed in that small town living. And you don't have to want to live in these places either. They're still great investment markets. Well, let's talk about this. We're talking about the biggest growth sector. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about small towns. Um, first question to you, a wise one. Why is the is the growth in these in these uh, smaller markets? Well, you touched on it a little bit, yeah. but give us give us the the direct to the point, Scott Adams. Well, I'll uh, cheat. I'll give uh-huh. you what some of the the greatest economists in the United States who I follow have said, which is now that we are in a mobile and transitory work environment where people can live where they want and work. Through, their tech, through technology from wherever they want, people are realizing that the factors of affordability, um, quality of life is just higher in these other places. High, you know, better education for their kids, uh, safer. You know, That's crime cool. is up a lot in cities. It's just up a lot. And I don't believe in selling on fear. The truth is the data shows it. It's, it's becoming less and less safe in many metropolitan areas. And these small towns, they're a sanctuary in so many ways for people. So, you know, it's people are able to be connected now through technology in ways that even 10 years ago you couldn't dream of. Couldn't dream of. It seemed like the Jetsons when you would do a Skype right. back then. And now you can. So it's, it's coming back. I think that that's an important uh, you know, point. You know, with this particular market, you know, we're talking, you know, Rockport, Indiana, which is in southern Indiana. Um, you're wedged in between um, Evansville, Indiana. You're 20 miles away from Evansville, Indiana. You're 10 miles away from Owensboro, Kentucky. Right. Two much larger markets. Um, you know, anytime that you could find a smaller town that, you know, has, you know, bigger towns around it like that, you know, Evansville's gotten exceptionally expensive. Uh, we know that because we, you and I have done a ton of work in Evansville, Indiana, some major projects in Evansville, right. Evansville single family, everything. Um, we developed an apartment building in Evansville. In Evansville, yeah. yeah, many single family houses. Owensboro, Kentucky, we don't do a ton of work in, in Kentucky, but, you know, I happen to know that, that market, you know, very well just from where I grew up. These areas have, have priced themselves out. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you you can get you know so much more house, lower tax you know basis by just going across the bridge, across the Ohio River, you know into into Rockport. So you know you're saying that you know so many people are are mobile now, um, which kind of bananas to me. You know, I right. I like I like going to my office. Like yeah, me too. You know, quarantine taught me, hey, I ain't staying at home right. working from the house. I I don't call our office our office anymore. It's my vacation home. But a lot of people don't uh, don't think that. They they actually want to just work from home. So right. you know, well, why not save money and you know push to some of these smaller markets. So it's that's what we're seeing. And I, I find it kind of interesting to look at our trajectory as a business, as investors for ourselves and our clients over the last 10 years. And it's it you could you could almost throw it on a map and and 
um, animate it. And it would just show our growth from basically Indianapolis, Evansville, and these bigger cities onto the suburbs and then onto the outer, outer suburbs and then into more rural areas and then shifting to almost small town America where we found that sweet spot. And don't get me wrong, we didn't just like pick this out of a hat um, or we're not just the smartest people on earth. We stumbled on it like we do almost everything by doing a lot of things and seeing which ones had the best returns. And one of the things that we came down here a long time ago and, and we were uh, meeting with Clint's dad about some other stuff and he brought up an apartment complex that was in this little town and we went to speak with the owner who was, who was a little bit older gentleman looking toward retirement age. A little bit older. He was 90. 92. Yeah, 92. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't ready to sell at 92. He nice still, he still he enjoyed working every it. day. He did. But um, we, he showed us the waiting list for his apartments there. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking to other people in other small towns and small markets like this. And we, we couldn't believe what we were seeing everywhere. There's oh he he had a he had a waiting list of I think it was like thirty but you know the apartment community was thirty two units like right. almost you know an entire you know um, development of inventory you know in his in his back pocket right you know what kind imagine of, if he advertised right and was looking oh, I know. for people it was you know just people knew that right. that's where you went well you know when you say we stumbled upon it you know. We found out that, that that particular gentleman wanted way more money than, than what we would, were willing to pay. We went back and told, uh, talking to my dad, just hanging out and said, hey, man, there's a crazy housing shortage, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this town. Kind of stopped thinking about it. I was up here uh, exercising one day, which a long time ago, obviously, because I haven't <laughs> exercised since. But, um, you know, this lot on the main street of Rockport, you know, was was wide open and you know, we uh, we started discussing it, and then we just stopped. We kind of stopped. Um, my dad passed away, yeah. and um, I don't know. I felt led. You know, it wasn't a financial thing at all. I just I felt led that this was something that you know was supposed to be done, and um, that's how we stumbled upon it. You decided to 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 get in on this with me, and we found out that, hey man, we we found something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was. Some of the highest rents this town has ever seen, but they filled up before the place was ever built. Yeah, there was I mean, such a such a huge demand. If you build a quality product, they will come. It's true, and um, like we said t- today at lunch, you know, we were talking with the biggest builder in this this market where we are, along with the, the by far the biggest realtor in this market, um, and it's the same thing. They need housing built. And they've been overlooked by the big builders and by the larger institutions. And so we're going to fill that need. And we're going to provide housing that's brand new, top-notch, affordable, but still has great returns. And we're going we're gonna to keep filling this demand in these smaller markets. It's, it's the niche to be in for the next 20 years. All the smart people are saying it. We believe it. We believe it because we've seen it, you yeah. know, and, you know, we, we discussed about, you know, the, the growth of, you know, s- small town America. Um, but so the affordability is something that I want to I really um, drive home a little bit because people are going to be quick to say, well, I won't be able to get the same rents in smaller towns that I'm, than I am in larger towns. Like, say, our home market, 
of um, Indianapolis and Fishers, right. Indiana, of Carmel, right. of Indiana. Uh, people are going to be quick to jump on that and, and point that out. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Well, I would say, well, that that's two different things that you mentioned. You're not going to get the same mar- uh, rents as you get in Carmel Fishers where we live, but you will get very close to city uh, levels of rents. You'll get very close to it. However, your your price point to buy in will be so much significantly lower that the returns are on par, if not better, than a lot of the bigger markets. Right. You know, the the cost for us to acquire land and the availability of labor to build these is so much easier down here than it is in any of the bigger markets that it makes it affordable. And we can pass that on and it can be great returning assets. And they're assets that I'd rather hold than in a city where crime rates are up. Right. You know. You know, all of all of our stuff is unscripted. You know, we just come in, we sit right. out, and we start talking about it. But you drove the same points home that I wanted to drive home is yes, you're not gonna be able to demand um, the same rents that you are in some of your upper level, um, you know, suburbs, um, bigger cities, um, like we said, Fishers and Carmel. However, when you're dealing with the municipalities to be able to do a project like this, it is mind blowing how much easier it is. Yeah. Um, and not just from ease, but also from a financial standpoint, you know, we're doing, um, a really large project for us, 140 townhomes. I always get it wrong. I think it's 134. 134 townhomes in, uh, in northern Indiana. And, you know, the the hoops that you got to jump through. Um, you know, we tried to do one in Fishers not too long ago, and finally we just said, look, we just don't want to, we don't want to go through the project. I think um, our budget for the attorneys for the Fishers project, we had planned on $400,000 mm-hmm. just for attorneys. Just That's for attorneys. Before you even break ground. Right. You know. Down here, our budget for attorneys was zero. Correct. You zero. know, it's 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 amazing. And I tell you what, you know, I'm at a point in my life in my mid-40s where the stress is actually a consideration for me. Like, I don't want to deal with some of the, the BS that comes with, with some of the political stuff. I don't have right. the patience for it. You know, I'm, heck, I'm doing a garage edition on my house in Fishers right now, and it's yeah. mind-blowing. What tell I everybody how through. much you've spent so far before you broke ground. Oh, I... Th- about fifteen thousand right. dollars in in parceling. Had to create a separate parcel. Had to agree to eventually connect to city sewer. Um, the uh, the architectural um, attorney. I mean, you, you name it. I mean, so thirty five thousand dollars. Before it's all said and done, yeah. you know, I'm talking about a garage edition. Right. I'm not talking about building. You know, even a single family house. I'm talking about a an, a, a small addition to a garage. You know, and, and in a development, you can multiply that times 100. Exponentially. And that's what those sunk costs are that, that why real estate in larger cities and markets cost so much more. Mm-hmm. It makes it affordable and easier for smaller developers like ourselves to help our clients build great properties in these smaller markets. The big boys aren't down here. We're not competing with them. So we can get land for cheap. We can do it cheaply. Right. And we can build a great product. And then the rents are, are strong. Comparative to your cost, the rents are exceptionally strong. And, you know, I was worried about the labor gap quite a bit. Uh, we talk about it on the show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really hard to find trade work. It is in Indianapolis and some of the bigger markets we're in. But it was the easiest that we've ever had. 
yeah. down here as far as the trades. It helped out that I knew a few people, you know, right. my best friend in the world who we just saw, you know, he's, he owns his own heating and air conditioning business that made it so seamless. And the largest know, HVAC tech in the, in the County. And, and shout uh, out to Jeremy Ebley of Ebley heating and air conditioning. You know, those relationships helped, but I mean, it was, it was so, um, you know, stress-free. We were able to find, you know, the labor, you know, I, for sure. Um, and I was worried about that in the beginning. So, you know, as far as affordability, you know, I would loop stress into affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was a lot. It was just a lot easier. You know, one of the things we've noticed with our houses, and you and I haven't ever talked about this, but um, I feel like tenants seem to take better care of our houses when they're the ones that we have in these smaller towns. Mm-hmm. The tenants seem to care more, and they stay longer. We know that. We've talked about that before, that mm-hmm. tenant stays are longer in the the further out you get in the suburban and then into the rural, um, it's just exponential, the, the length of tenants versus uh, our city properties. But I also feel like they take better care of the properties. And maybe that's just me looking through rose-colored glasses or something, But I, because I don't have any data to, to prove that out. But it just feels like that. It's like they make it more their home. I would agree. You do? I would agree. Yeah. So... We've we've covered why it works as far as affordability with still being able to get a, a a great return. We've talked about that we and many economists and a lot of smart real estate investors understand that this is going to be the biggest growth sector for the next ten years. It's already trended that way, and we've talked a little bit about the housing shortage. Now there's a housing shortage across the United States. Fannie Mae says it's four four million plus homes. I've heard reports as high as eight million. Um, I think it's probably between five and six million, depending on which which reports. I've you heard of reports of a lot. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> lots and lots. <laughs> Meaning, I don't really read the reports. <laughs> you don't. No, but you you pay enough attention to the market to know it, right. to see it on the on the local level and where we operate. Mm-hmm. So we see that nationwide, but it's amplified in these smaller markets. It's just amplified. These builders weren't coming here right after things got back to normal after two thousand eight. Builders quit building everywhere. But since then, they came back, and they're only doing these bigger markets. Well, I mean, you go prior to 2008, they weren't, you know, nobody yeah. was here doing it either. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, it, go, you go around 465, the major thoroughfare in Indianapolis. I mean, it was literally that 1997 to 05, 400 home development, 300 home development, 500 home development, just, you know, all right. the way around you know, 465, you know, you, you didn't see that in these, these smaller markets. Yeah, at the time, the smaller markets were pretty stagnant. They didn't have a lot of growth. You know, this is a new thing. I feel like we stumbled upon it on the leading edge, and now the secret's out there. You know, anyone who pays attention to, to market studies has seen that these smaller markets are now real, becoming more and more popular with investors to be in because they see that trend. Um, but it wasn't really happening then. So you're right. So there wasn't growth then. There wasn't anyone building houses. Then the boom happened. And during the comeback, the the large builders haven't come in and taken down large parcels and started building to fill, fill that need. Right. It's logistically very difficult for them to build on the large scale in, in these areas. It's just logistically very difficult. And we've talked to a lot of them about this. It's even difficult for them in the further out suburbs of Indianapolis that we, we, we've talked to a builder mm-hmm. that we were competing against a builder on taking down a property in Anderson, which is 
kind of become Indianapolis's largest suburb, which is weird to think. I think it was supposed to, like, it was advertised as such for a very yeah, long time. Anyhow, uh, whatever. Story. But, but, you know, we were competing with a large builder there, and that's as far out as they'll go. Right. They were on their ed- the edge of where they'll go there. So, I don't know. I think, I think if whether you're in the Midwest or wherever you are, I think it's important to pay attention to the trend. And if you want to be on the leading edge of real estate investing, I think you need to make sure you look at this type of market, the smaller markets. Another piece of it is like hedge funds, um, you know, Wall Street all gobbling up, you know, larger, larger markets. And it's, 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 it's hard for us to compete anyway. In, impossible you know in indianapolis like i've heard like all kinds of people that have moved to indianapolis to be real estate investors within indianapolis i bet you they're rethinking their decision you know now like one i don't think you like you have to move to be an investor in any particular market but what are the what are you buying i mean there's everything has been has been gobbled up you know and, these hedge funds are buying stuff on a five percent cap rate you can't even dream of buying at the those numbers as an investor, it doesn't work on an individual level. The Unless first, you want to be negative cash flow. Correct. The first bump in the road, you are negative, and there will be bumps in the road. This is real estate. Anyone who tells you that you know it's smooth sailing and here's your cap rate and those will be your returns year after year is is a liar, and you need to be careful. Or they're just you know smoking something or looking through rose colored glasses because that's not how it works. It's not. It's bumpy, so you got to have bigger, bigger spread built in than that. And you know, I I personally believe, and this is an opinion, that there will be a time for the larger markets again. Um, I've been saying it for a long time, and obviously, I was. Uh, I guess you could just say, "Oh, I was just ahead of, ahead of my time," but I've been saying that there, there's. That there's a bumpy road for real estate in some of these large, larger markets, and whenever that happens, I think you and I will be ready to pounce on it. Yep. But we've just watched this elevator ride, yep. you know, you know, come up. But you know, real estate is about evolving or dying. You know, if you're getting into real estate and saying, "Hey, I'm just gonna go to Indianapolis and only buy an Indianapolis proper," or "Oh, I'm just gonna do houses that are ten years old or less," or "I'm just gonna do this." Your career is going to be very short-lived. You know, you evolve or you die. You know, at one point in our careers, we only bought homes that were, heck, most of them were less than five years old, but say no more than, than 10 years old. That market went away. You know, it, it no longer exists. Then, you know, we were in 19, you know, 50s homes within um, Indianapolis proper. Yeah, more in the suburbs. Know. Then mm-hmm. we moved out to the further suburbs. And then we started going out into more rural areas. And these brick ranches from the 1970s, 1960s right. even, 1950s even, that were just built like brick sh- poop houses or whatever mm-hmm. that saying is. And we started investing in those and seeing the returns and how long people stayed. And it was awesome. Right. So it's about adapting. And yes, people, there is a bump coming. I don't know how big. I don't know if it'll be a recession. I don't know if it'll be a, be a pullback. But something's coming. It's going to go bump in the night at some point. And guess what? You should still invest in real estate. You should just do it with your eyes wide open, knowing that that will come, which is another reason that we come down here because it's more affordable. It's the, the bumps are, are a lot smoother in these smaller markets. We just met with the, our, our bank here. It's the largest bank in the county, I believe, 
or one of them. I don't really know. It's yeah. the best. It's the best bank in the <laughs> yeah, county. I don't know. But, yeah. but um, you know, they handle, they handle our financing on any projects we do down here, and they're just amazing. And we were talking about it. They feel exactly the same way, that a bump is coming. Are they scared about loaning us on building brand new projects, even though they know a bump is coming and we do too? Not at all. Not even the slightest, because we go into it with our eyes wide open with a plan for that. These these properties still work with that coming. They're still great returns, no matter what happens. You know, that's the one of the great things about being a long-term buyer of cash-flowing assets. You look at the hard numbers. Don't get me wrong. The values, the last thing you want to do is buy something for four hundred thousand. The next week, it's worth three seventy. But in a lot of ways, that four hundred and three seventy means nothing to us. It's just a number on a piece of paper because we're not selling it. So I don't care. It's still cash flowing like a monster. So as long as you're a long-term uh, you know, cash investor, what you do, we believe in times like this, when we feel that uncertainty is ahead, we, we get more conservative. We come to safer havens like these small towns, and we, we build product that is the highest end that we can for the smallest dollar. And this is the place to do it. You know, you, you mentioned cash investor. I mean, it also works... You know, as a as as a mortgaged. I didn't investment. mean it that way. I'm sorry. I just meant a cash flow investor. I, I didn't mean to say cash. Gotcha. Yeah. It's getting late in the day. Maybe maybe I missed. Well, we just walked six six hundred miles we from did. Indiana we did. down here. It was a it was a long it was a journey. Um, I, you, you do I smell as bad as you do? Yeah. You know, but uh, it's uh, we've had a lot of fun down here though, and we're going to continue to come back. We have other smaller markets that we're in currently. But this just happens to be one that we wanted to showcase because we've already put a substantial investment on the main street here in Rockport. We're looking to do um, something else, um, you know, just outside of city limits. And, man, it's exciting. It's yeah. cool. We came down and hung out with uh, some of the locals today. And, you know, I don't know. I th- Scotty Adams may retire here one day. I love it here. And and here's the thing. If you're listening to this on App- iTunes, Spotify, or wherever – um, if you check it out on YouTube, after we finish the podcast, we're going to have some B-roll of, of the area that we shot today, some drone footage, and, and you, you'll get to see with your own eyes why, why we've fallen in love with this area and why we believe in it. So it's kind of neat to share that stuff. But well, it's a fun topic today. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart as I grew up in this small town. Scotty and I are really, really big on investing in small town. Um, a lot of times you hear go big or don't go at all. Well, we're on the contrary today saying you may want to go small. There's a, there's a lot of opportunity here. It can be a heck of a lot of fun and it can be a heck of a lot less stressful than some of these other areas as well. So anyhow, keep listening. We love providing content to you. We'll be back soon. Till next time, happy investing.